Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God to experience His joy and His love, eliminate doubt and fear in your life, and find your God-given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert. The title of the message today is, Why Do I Feel So Lonely? Why do I feel so lonely? You know, loneliness can hit us at different times in life. It can happen at, in different stages of life. It can happen at different times during the year. When we head into the holidays, a lot of times people will struggle with this subject of loneliness. And loneliness brings feelings of alienation and isolation. It's horrible, isn't it? And and some of you actually may be dealing with this right now, or you know somebody that's dealing with feelings of loneliness. And it can bring with it destructive attitudes that can eventually develop into behaviors that can take us down a dark road. And we don't want to go down that dark road, do we? And today I want to talk about not only the subject of loneliness, but I want to talk about how to overcome it. And if you find yourself in loneliness or you down the road, you find yourself dealing with it or struggling with it, there's some practical things that I'm going to give you today that will help you remember to handle the loneliness and not just sit in it or go down a path that you don't want to go to. And the problem of loneliness goes all the way back to the beginning of time. In fact, God actually says that loneliness is bad. He never intended us to live alone or be lonely. And so if you're in, you find yourself in that condition, you remember, think to yourself, God never intended me to feel this way. And I'm going to show you in scripture. In fact, let's take a look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. It says there, then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. And if you take the opposite of that, it means that it's bad for human beings to to be in that state of aloneness. So he says, I will make a helper who is right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky, and he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one, and he gave names to all the livestock and all the birds of the sky and the wild animals, but there was still no helper just right for him. Isn't it interesting that the first, very first thing that God does to make it so this man that he made in his image is not alone is he made animals. And how many of us have had, how many of us have had pets or a dog or a cat or whatever it is. I've never had a cat. Don't want to, but uh, (laughs) sorry, I offended some people there. But what amazing companions they can be. And they, you know, they are so loving and and are there for you whenever you, and they they just want that, that love and attention and affection. And that's a God thing. That's a good thing. And we see it right here in Scripture that that is a part of the makeup of us not 
uh, being alone. Pets are amazing friends, aren't they? And so the, the Lord God, you know, he said, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We need a suitable companion for the man. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of man's ribs and closed up the opening. And the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. So God created this companion. Now, special note to all those single folks out there. I learned this early on. I was single for a long time. I had a professor say in class one day in Bible college, he said, have you noticed that for those of you who are single, have you noticed that God put Adam to sleep and then made the companion for him? So Adam had nothing to do with going on eHarmony or any of the other uh, things or, or, or trying to figure it out, making a mess, and don't look at anybody else in the room. <laughs> Simply made that suitable person just for him, and he brought her to him. Hallelujah. That's a big relief right there. And you can trust the Lord to do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God makes the, just the right one, and you pray, and you ask God for the, the one to come and be that person if you're single to be that person for you. Everything that you've been asking God for. Sometimes you don't even know what to ask for. Or when you start out asking God, you know, you're asking for a supermodel. And God has to refine what you're asking for. Because God's like, you really want that? Do you really want that? And then you no, Lord. I want the good things, Lord. I want, I want them to love you, Jesus. That's, that's important. And then you realize what's important in your life. And then you start praying accordingly. God has to refine our prayer list sometimes, doesn't he? Amen. He had to refine mine. And boy, he brought to me such an awesome wife, more than I could ever ask or think. And God knows. He, and we work together in ministry. I don't know if you noticed, but we're, we, we are wearing something that's matching today. And so is Tim and Vicky. They're, they're, <laughs> he didn't want me to point that out. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny how it happens that way sometimes. And us guys just go, oh, no, no, no. God wants us to have relationships. And the most important relationship that we can have is with him. God created us to connect with him. Remember, Adam walked with God. Eve, the Adam and Eve walked with God. They had that fellowship with God, and they were complete in him. The deepest relationship is the relationship with God. Everything works out from there, and we have to remember that. And God created us to be connected with him. So this, this deep struggle and deep issue with loneliness goes all the way back to the beginning moments of creation when sin entered the world and disconnected us from God, man was kicked out of the garden, kicked out of the fellowship of, of that relationship that he had and was now suffering in a place of disconnect with God. And it's been deeply embedded in human nature ever since. If you wonder why sometimes you why do I feel so lonely? Why do I? You could be in a crowd and be lonely. You can be in a married relationship and feel lonely. Why am I feeling this? Why do I feel so lonely right now? Well, just remember, there's things that have to get healed in this human nature that we have that go all the way back to this, 
go all the way back to our fallen, sinful nature and fallen world that we live in. So don't think, you know, this is strange. I'm the only one that's going through this. No, we're all facing these kind of issues together, right? And so there is an answer, and there's an answer from the Word of God, and we need to to look at that. And the only way to fix that problem is to come back to God in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus comes in. You may have times, because of our old nature, you may have times where you feel lonely. The only difference now, though, is that As a believer in Jesus Christ, the great news is you are never alone. You are never, you may feel lonely, but you are never, ever alone. Let's see what Jesus has to say on that. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Are you still with me now? Amen. Matthew 28, verse 20. Jesus said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am Jesus, you are with me always. I may feel, have feelings of loneliness, but I know that you are with me right now by the Holy Spirit. You are never alone. And what about, and what about Deuteronomy 31, verse 6? Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid. For the Lord your God, now he's your God, now Jesus is Lord of your life, he is the one who goes with you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes loneliness goes all the way back to things that we experienced as a child, where we maybe experienced something where we felt abandoned and we felt alone. And God wants to heal that in our lives. Now that we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, he wants to come in and tell you and speak to you through the word of God. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am your heavenly Father, and I will never abandon you. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then there's Romans 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, loneliness is a form of distress, or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing will be able to separate you from God's love, which is through the Lord Jesus Christ. I love Romans 5.5. It says, the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If you ever feel like you're depleted of love or God's love or you feel lonely, call for the Holy Spirit who's living on the inside of you to fill you with God's love. Because when you're filled with God's love, that loneliness will flee from you because you know that he loves you and you know that you're not alone. So how do we deal with this problem of loneliness? Well, I've given you some some things so far, but I've got about five things I want to go over that you can remember if you ever go through or you may be facing now a time where you feel lonely. So overcoming loneliness, the first one is we need to identify and recognize the times when you feel lonely. Recognize and admit, that's a big word because we, with loneliness, we don't want to appear like 
we've got, you know, we want to appear to folks that we've got it together. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm not lonely. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Spiritually, I'm a spiritual giant. I've got things together. And then we go home and we start to feel those feelings again. The first thing is to recognize the feelings, identify them, and admit to yourself that I'm dealing with this right now. I am struggling with loneliness. I'm dealing with God. I need your help. That's the, that's the start there to that. And that's that feeling of maybe pride where that says, you know, I can handle this on my own is a lie that uh, the enemy wants to put on you. Don't try to cover up those feelings. Face them off. Because if you don't face them off, you don't recognize them and admit them, and you don't face them off, then you're just going to live in that cloud of loneliness, and it's going to get worse. So first, recognize and admit the loneliness that's important. The second thing is to get connected to God through Jesus Christ. I mentioned that earlier, but he is the only one. Jesus is the only one that can reconnect you to God. He is the great connector to God. He will, as I said, be there for you always, and he will help you to overcome that loneliness. He is actually the only one that can help you overcome that loneliness through the power of the Holy Spirit as because he is going to reconnect you to the Father, and you're going to feel the Father's love again. He will fill the void in your life. He's the only one who can. Remember, Sin separates us from God. You know, really, when you think of it, when you talk about the fall, we were so disconnected from God. There's people that will even look at the stars in front of them, look at all the things that God has made and the vastness of this universe and still deny that there is a God because spiritually they are disconnected from him. And it's it's called unbelief. But... When we're ready to face things off and we're ready to go to the cross, it says that people love darkness rather than light, so they go away from the light. But if you're ready to face things off and go into the light, that means you got to face yourself off before God and get honest with him, right? So you start going towards the light, you start confessing your sins and repenting of your sins, and you go towards God, and he begins to welcome you back into that fellowship through the blood of Jesus Christ, and you're reconnected with him. That's the best thing. That's the best thing of all. That's the most important thing in life. And maybe you're here today and you've never made that decision before. And God wants you to to be connected with him. Jesus prayed in John 17, 26, the love with which you loved me talking to the father. I pray that it may be in them and I in them. That is close. That is knowing that the Father loves the Son and the Father loves you, and he wants you to not be alone. He wants you to have closeness with him. So give your life, second of all, give your life to Jesus and get connected to God and his love for you. The third one is to declare the promises of God. To declare, when you feel lonely, start declaring God's promises. Start declaring God's word. It will go beyond what you are feeling in the moment. And that can be difficult. I don't want to do this. I don't feel like doing this. But it's not about feelings. It's about 
taking the word of God and applying it to your life. Here's another thing. The enemy will come at you with an arsenal of lies and telling you, well, you know, the reason why you're feeling lonely is because nobody, nobody wants you. Uh, you're, you're not worthy and, and nobody likes you. So that's why you're all alone. Those are lies. And when he comes at you with those darts and that arsenal of just ambushing you, you've got to have an arsenal to combat him. You've got to know the word of God to combat his lies. Jesus did the same thing. When Jesus had those lies coming towards him, he had the arsenal ready to tackle every single point that the enemy was trying to get at him. And when the enemy comes at you, you've got to know the word of God. Don't be like a Barney Fife with the one bullet in in your pocket, right? Especially with what the enemy dishes out. You've got to have the word of God and an arsenal ready to go. When those lies start flying at you, you start firing back the word of God at him and you tell him like it is. You know, you can say things like, Jesus, I declare that you are with me always, even to the end of this. You may not feel that way. You may not feel like God is with you, but you declare it out of your mouth and the Holy Spirit will back it up and bring that word to pass for you. God, you are with me always, even to the end of the age. Amen? Amen. You can begin to say things and declare things like, I am loved. And say it out of your mouth. I am loved. I don't receive this lie that's coming towards me. God is with me. I am not alone in Jesus' name. I am loved with an everlasting love. Amen? Nothing can separate me from the love of God in Jesus Christ. You declare it, you say it out of your mouth. I know we don't like to do that. We don't like to use our mouths. We don't like, I've, you know, be honest, it's something you have to train yourself to do, especially when you're not feeling that way. And you got to start declaring it. Declare it in your car. Declare it in your home. Doesn't matter who's listening. Jesus loves me. And if family members in the house will go, hopefully they're believers will go, amen. If they're not believers, they'll go, he's crazy. (laughs) They thought that of you anyways, so just might as well just live into it until they come to Jesus too, right? I am blessed. I am loved. I am forgiven. I am more than a conqueror through the Lord Jesus Christ. You start declaring those things out of your mouth and pull yourself out of that cloud, pull yourself out of that loneliness by declaring, God's word. Amen. And there comes a point where you have to decide whether you're going to go by what you feel or go by what you know. And when you go by what you know, then you start declaring it out of your mouth and you will see that fulfillment of those things that you are declaring. All right. So declare the promises of God. And then number four, for overcoming loneliness, reach out for godly relationships. I stress godly in there. When you're feeling those times, why do I feel so lonely? When you feel those times of loneliness, reach out and develop relationships with people. Remember, God designed us to have connection and relationship with him, but he also designed us to have holy, godly relationship with people. He really, and that's the beauty of church, isn't it? So we develop these relationships, but not just any relationships. This is very important. You want godly relationships. Some people may say, you know, I feel so lonely and so desperate. It won't matter 
who I'm with just as long as I'm with someone. And I want to tell you, yes, it will matter. Because as a pastor, and you may have seen this in your own life, you may have seen it in people that you know. I've seen this throughout the years. People make decisions, and they make the wrong kind of relationships, and then people get themselves into messes because of loneliness. And not just relationships, but there's things that people do to try to fill the void, that loneliness, they do drugs, alcohol, sex, binging on food, overspending themselves into mountains of debt, and so on. Here's the point. When you enter into ungodly relationships, your loneliness is only going to get worse. Why is that? Well, when you get into that ungodly relationship, you're a believer. You, got, you start trying to relate to someone who doesn't believe like you do. Well, there may be a temporary fix of the loneliness, but you go start going down the road. And when you go through life together, you're going to start to realize that you don't believe the same. And then it's going to isolate you even more in that relationship, and the loneliness will be worse than than when you were not in a relationship. So the end result is that loneliness will only get worse. There is only one person on the planet who can fill the void in your life, and, and that is God and God alone. When I was single, now keep in mind, I was called into ministry at the age of 20. And from age, from age 20, to 36, I was single. I was doing the Lord's work. And there were times, time after time, I would struggle with this very subject of loneliness. And I remember one time in particular, early on, I was sitting on the couch. I can remember it clear as day. And I cried out to God. I said, God, I feel so lonely. There's the admission, right? I said, God, I feel so lonely. I don't know how to handle this overwhelming feeling. And God answered me back. He is so faithful to answer us, isn't he? He answered me in those moments and he said, son, I am training you so that you will always look to me to be the ultimate source to fill the void in your life. All right. So reach out for godly relationships. And then the last one, uh, number five, change your focus. Refocus your attention from yourself to helping someone else. When you feel lonely, you're most likely in those moments, let's be honest, thinking about yourself and your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, those things that are missing, what you want, and so on. Those become the only thing that you're thinking about. But the thing that will take you out of that is when you start to look outside of yourself and began to reach out and to refocus your attention to someone else. That's why being in a church family is so important. And we can try to make it as organic as we can online, and we praise God for that. But it still doesn't meet what being together. Think about it. When you're in a relationship, in relationships, God relationships through friends, so on at church, there is no substitute for that. And, and I think that's why Paul said these things about being together in his letters, in his epistles to the church. He told us things like accept one another, admonish one another, or, or in other words, um, we're keeping each other accountable, bear each other's burdens, comfort one another, encourage one another love one another. 
and get past things in church. And you know what? You are growing spiritually when you do that. And let's enjoy one another, godly friendships and godly relationships. That's why he said love one another. That's why he said devote yourselves to one another. Build one another up. You can't get that on TV. You've got to get that coming here and be consistent with it because if you're not here, then you, you, you're just separating yourself and you've got a family here that loves you and is committed to you. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you, pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk. Freedom Talk.